Hi, welcome to Stat Sisters. My name is Carrie, and I talk each week with my sister Erin about all things nursing, with the occasional Harry Potter thrown in. We talk about the nursing topics that you care about. We also chat about nurses in the news, and most importantly, answer your questions. Hello, Erin, how are you? Um, I am good. I'm a little sleepy after my shift last night. I did not sleep much today, but I'm fabulous other than that. Well, good. But if we're keeping it real, then it is Nurses Week. <laughs> I know. Happy Nurses Week. Happy Nurses Week. Shout out to all of you people sleep working night shifts and not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so it is Nursing Week, and I hope you're all enjoying our mini podcast that we've been putting out every day. I've enjoyed them, and we've had a great response, but not very many comments. So I hope people will comment or ask our guest questions. That will be great, and then we can answer them in upcoming podcasts. That would be fantastic. We've got all of our guests and our people in our photos, which I like giggle every time one of them rolls across my feed. <laughs> I love it. I still just, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. <laughs> I love it too. Just, just the way I can't wait. We have one that's coming out towards the end. I think I'm going to do it the last day. It's like super mature audiences only. Oh, geez. <laughs> See, and these are kind of um, a surprise to all you people out in Stat Sister Land. Like, because Carrie did these solo mio before her move. Mm -hmm. And so I am learning about them as you do. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. Because like, normally we just collaborate on everything. And she's like, guess what? I'm doing this. And I'm like, awesome. Carry on. <laughs> That's what I do. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided that we would answer the same questions that I asked in our the mini pod episodes of each other. I'll start by asking you, Erin, um, why are you still a nurse? I already know how you got to be a nurse, and so mm -hmm. does our listeners, but why are you still a nurse? I really, you know, that's a good question because there's I can't remember if we've talked about this or not, but there's times that I kind of like after those really stressful days and you ask yourself that they, that same question, like, why am I still a nurse? I kind of sit and like daydream, like what else would I be? What, what job would I have where it wouldn't be so stressful or, you know, like what else would I do? And I think like when I was a little kid, like, I want to be a ballerina or, you know, I think like maybe I'd be a hairdresser because the worst thing I do is like mess up somebody's hair and I'd really piss them off, but they can leave breathing, you know, like nobody died from a bad haircut. Mm. <laughs> and they just they, felt like they were dying. Right, yeah. right. They just felt like they were dying and or I totally felt like get it. Making someone else dead. Right. That's true. <laughs> and then I think like, well, maybe I'd work in like the food industry because I like to bake. And then I, you know, like, I guess I could technically poison somebody or give them something they're allergic to but anyway so I think about these things but ultimately when I come down to it I'm not like in make-believe land <laughs> um I just can't think of anything else that I would like to do anyways there's just nothing else I can really think of that I would feel at home at doing this is what I'm passionate about despite the long days and the days that I'm like wanting to pull my hair out um I just really love what we do. I love medicine and I love nursing. I love bedside nursing. Um, it's where my passion is. And I just, when I really sit and think about it, I have no idea what other career I would do that would make me feel that fulfilled. Um, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, I. it just, it's what fits me. It's just who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So do you feel like it, you get as much or more out of it than you put in? I think so. I think definitely. I mean, we definitely give a lot and I think we give more to our career as nurses than we even kind of realize, even with all of our whining about it and Mm -hmm. quote joking about whining. Um, But I think so. You know, and especially as a mother and as a, as a busy mom of a big family, once again, this is a career that I can do out of necessity or even if I just wanted to and balance that. You know, I could work full time and still be a full time mom. I can do both of those things. And that's not easy with a lot of careers. Um, there's a lot of give and take. And it's not saying that there's not parents out there who don't do a phenomenal job of it but this is something that I don't constantly feel that like tug and pull between work you know home life balance um there's always you know scheduling conflicts here and there and like last night when I worked my night shift and scheduled myself an 11 30 in the morning appointment <laughs> not the best move but right but I still did it and I got through and Ta-da. And she did not drive herself. No. Well, I drove home from work. Right. But I did not drive myself to the appointment. Because, yeah. Yes. Fortunately, it was like a whatever. I can't. What am I trying to say? It worked out that transportation was provided. <laughs> we cannot divulge details at this time. <laughs> anyway. No, it was something I was meeting my husband with. But anyhow, yeah, it worked out. But um, yes, I was not driving. Sleep deprived because that would have been really bad. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, to answer your circle bot to your question, I do feel like I get as much out of it as I'm putting into it, which I don't think some careers you feel that way. I think, um, I mean, you can definitely get burnt out easily in nursing, but I don't know. I feel like if you're really looking for it, it can be a really rewarding career where I think some careers have got to be just, like, so boring. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. Like, anybody in finance, sorry, but, oh, my gosh, I couldn't do it. They, they probably get a lot of energy from it, though. That's I guess, because it. it's their thing, you know? Yeah. Which, I mean, glad, because I like it when people can help me with my money. Yes. <laughs> but I just couldn't do it. So, Carrie, my dear, dear frister, why are you still a nurse? Because <sighs> I suck like, at every other job. Whatever. Not even. <laughs> and you're like a chameleon nurse too because you keep like changing your nurse role. That is why I'm still a nurse because I love academia. I love reading and writing and scholarly work. And at one time I thought I wanted to be a librarian. Which I could – for those of you who don't know Carrie, that would totally fit her. <laughs> <laughs> like I worked at a library as a library assistant and I aspired to be the, the actual librarian, have a master's degree in library Ooh, science. La la. But I am very glad that I didn't do that because I love nursing. And so I do get out a, a lot from it, like Erin. And it's nice, like when I worked at the library... I did help people find books, and I helped them learn, but I help so much more now and affect some more, so many, like, I affect people's lives in a different way that's much more substantial, Right. but because nursing is so broad, I'm able to do it in other avenues than um, what I initially did, which was at the bedside. 
Right, but even so, sorry to interrupt, your current position, even though you're no longer at the bedside, Mm -hmm. still totally directly affects those patients yeah, and that patient care that's provided, even though it's not from your hands. Right, which I don't think I ever told anybody on here what my job was. It's really fancy pants. I haven't talked about it. It's um, I'm a director of nursing practice for perinatal, which um, basically means I work with nurses and physicians and like all the stakeholders and patients and lots of research and lots of research. Yeah, and she figure loves. out what the best nursing practice is, and then help like the leaders of those service lines figure out how to change practice. And a lot of other stuff. But I'm only seven days in. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Her yeah. badge, like her title's all fancy. And so you like her badge, it like starts on the one on the front and then you have to like flip it over because it like wraps Whatever. around. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you're missing like 17 of my initials on here, people. <laughs> this just says RN. What the heck? <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> okay. In my mind, I was saying it. <laughs> I'll get a sharpie and start writing them in. <laughs> Just like a little extension. That'll look. I know, like a little. It's like a flip out, pull out thing. <laughs> that nothing says professional. Like, <laughs> but so far, I love my job, and I, I think that um, I really love Boise. Yay! I love that you love Boise. <laughs> I, I really do, and it's so funny because Erin and I are talking less now that we are staying in the same house. I know it's so crazy. Like she got home today, and I went up and hugged her, and I'm like, I miss you. <laughs> I don't know how that's even possible because we're sleeping under the same roof. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> like, I, I know. I'm going to start texting you and sending you like video glides just to like, we, like I. Keep in contact. I know. Because <laughs> it's just been, I mean, it's been busy. You've been transitioning and there's transitioning for your transition and with us and you're starting a new job. That's kind of a big deal. But yeah, it's crazy mm-hmm. how busy things get. And it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Yes, but we still have staff sisters, so we have to talk to each other. I know, right? At least once a week. Forcing me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm still a nurse because I I really I really love helping patients and I know that's like a really basic answer but that's what it boils down to right and I love that nursing the profession of nursing has let me grow in the ways that I like to right. grow like that I wanted to grow um, since I was younger. I'm still young. I'm only super young. I'm only in my 30s. Oh, by the way, the 30s rock. I thought about that on the way home. I was like, the 30s are so awesome. (laughs) Well, I would be inclined to agree. Yeah, I don't know why I got such a bad rap. Like when we were in high school, like 30s. (laughs) People in their 30s are amazing. Okay. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) I'm like, if the 30s are this great, and I thought they were going to be. You know, like I did when I was in high yeah. school. I'm like, what about the 40s? And I've heard the 50s are just amazing. I heard the 50s are the best. Right. Because, like, you're empty nester. And I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm empty nester. And it's like, yeah. I know. Anyway, that was a little divergence. A little, little but, detour. But, but I'm no. just, I'm so happy to be in my 30s. <laughs> in Boise. I know. Let's try to segue back to our original point. <laughs> okay. So I have another question for you. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. So, if you could give... I feel like I need, like, a finger on a buzzer or something, <laughs> like, 
What is? <laughs> if you could um, give any, like just nurses in general or any subset of nurses like nursing students or burnt out nurses or whatever, what advice would you give? Oh, wow. That is so broad. Are you calling me a broad? Yes, I'm calling you a broad, you, you dame. Um, any... Wow, my mind just went like five different places. So I guess we'll just like shotgun pattern here. Okay. Take care of yourself. Because you started the, this profession for a reason. Um, and keep that passion. Don't let yourself self burn out because it's easy to do so. So take care of yourself. If that means changing units because you thought this was going to be your dream job and it's not, then do it. I don't care if you've been there for 10 years and you're all of a sudden are miserable. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Move on. Because as Carrie pointed out, nursing is so vast. It's That's what's fabulous. You can walk away from the bedside and never do anything different, you know, anything like that and move on to research or something. And mm -hmm. yeah, you're still in nursing. So, <clears throat> but yeah, take care of yourself um, physically, emotionally, mentally, intellectually. Um, and along that line, stand up for yourself in your career, you know, protect that license. Um, I always tell people like, no offense, but I worked really hard for my license and nobody gets that but me. Nobody loses that but me. So I defend that from the littlest thing, like, you know, witnessing a narcotic waste to an unsafe assignment, you know, again, speak up for that and advocate, um, for yourself. Oh, what else? Chart in the room. <laughs> if you're a bedside nurse, chart yes, in the room as yes. much as you can. Because you, we all have the best of intentions. And I don't do it 100% of the time. I'm probably 70. But when I don't, I hate it every single time. And I always feel like my charting is spotty. And I always think, like, for some reason, that, like, legal course that last semester of nursing school, like, stuck with me. Like, if I had to testify to this, would I have a hole in my charting? Would it be, like completely legit and 100% and, you know, an accurate picture of what I just did on my patient. Um, so chart in your room. Save yourself stress. When you walk out of that room, you're done because you will get distracted and you may not get back to charting for five hours. Right. And um, it, it, I'm, I have to interrupt because yeah. this is like a huge passion of mine. Like, come on, just chart in the room because how many times have you gone out to chart and then found that you had missed something while you were in the yes. room. Yes, and you're like, oh, I forgot to look at the yes. wound back or, you know. Yes, and then you have to go find time to go back in there and then chart. And so and then I kind of feel like so an idiot because they're probably like, why didn't you just do that? I know, and they're sleeping <laughs> if you're on your shit. They're like, I, I thought know. you said I could see I, you at two. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's so easy just to be like, oh, and just lean over with your stethoscope or do whatever you right, need to right. do. Keep going. Scroll down. <laughs> I think we put pressure on ourselves to go, 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 go. Um, and so that goes back to the chart in your room. Some of the best, strongest nurses I know, they can handle this amazing load of patients that are just crazy busy and super sick and, you know, high acuity. And they are not like running around with chicken, like chickens, with their, or they're not running with chickens either. <laughs> either, either one, they're not doing it. No chickens at all. <laughs> and um, like this nurse Amanda, I know. She is amazing. She was one of my preceptors when I first started. And she just looks like cool. Even if her group is crap and like falling apart, she's like, you know what? No, I need to stop and take a break. 
I need to stop and eat some food because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be good at all. And it's like five minutes. And right. me, I'm out there like eh, eh, stressing mm-hmm. and probably missing something because yeah. I'm hypoglycemic mm-hmm. or I'm about to pee my pants or, you know, whatever. And so that's something I always like try to stop and remember like, what would Amanda do? Like, she would stop and take a break so she could think clearly. Or um, maybe we all need like bracelets. What would Amanda do? Yeah, WWAD. Amanda Stewart, this is for you, girl. <laughs> You're my home girl. <laughs> I called her my Yoda when we started. I'd be like, Yoda. <laughs> Did you try to put her on your back? No. <laughs> no, she's like a basketball player, so she was about a foot taller than I am. Okay, maybe not quite a foot. <laughs> But anyways, I learned a lot from that. And there's times that I have to be like, step back. I got this. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to panic. Um, I need to, pri- you know, just you have that skill of prioritizing. So, again, mm-hmm. segue. Prioritize. You know, you know, know what's really important. Be able to shift things around. And that it's, a, it's not like concrete. You know, right. you don't start your shift with a plan and then you never change it. Because if you do, you're not going to last very long. But um, be able to, you know, think on your feet and use that fluid knowledge to change your day as things happen. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm all over the place. Be kind. Don't forget. Again, don't forget why you went into this. There's a lot of times it's, and I've done it myself many times, where you end up being judgmental, judgmental of either your patient or staff members that you're working with, whether they're nurses or other disciplines. And it's really easy to get kind of snarky, whether you're getting clicky or you're just getting kind of bitter. You know, remember that that 10th suicide patient you saw that week in the ER and they're driving you nuts because you've seen them four times in the last three months. But, you know, there's somebody's sister or brother or husband or friend and, um, and it's easy for us to get burnout and it's easy for us to feel that way. We see the addicts, we see, you know, and you just, you feel justified, but remember that they're a person in there and in the, well, I think in doing so, um, you are less likely to set yourself up for failure and missing something mm-hmm. because you're prejudging them. And yeah. maybe, yes, maybe they are completely a total addict, but maybe they're going septic in front of you and you're missing it because you're thinking they're just drug seeking or mm-hmm. you're thinking whatever. Um, so just try to keep that passion and that compassion. Yeah. And I, I like that you said be kind and instead of being nice because those are two different oh, yeah. things. And I can be nice really good. Yeah. But being <laughs> kind. Yeah. It's genuine. You have to practice it and yeah, being kind is better than being nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. What about you? What's, what's some global advice that you would give <laughs> any specific person slash skill set? So... Mine is to work on your resilience. Some people build resilience um, earlier in life. That's me and Erin. That's true. We're pretty rock stars. Yeah. Like that. (laughs) So we learned how to be resilient as as children. It's true. Um, We still have to work on it sometimes, but we just have a natural resilience and not everybody... I mean, it's lucky for them if they don't have to get their skills. Right. I was going to say, it's not even a good thing all the time. No, it's not. But um, it's really super important to be resilient. And you can build up your resilience. One of the ways you do that is through, um, or at least one of the ways I do it, and I think a lot of people, is through learning how to be mindful 
and being like doing all like the meditation and I know it sounds hokey and but it really does help to be like centered and just Mm -hmm. be inside your own head sometimes and give space to things and just not try to rush through like Aaron was saying and just be present it's really important to be present be present with yourself be honest with yourself and be present with the people that you're caring for. And that that's patience and each other. Mm-hmm. I think we've all had those shifts where you've got this, you know, like sprinkling of a group. And you've got the ones that are like kind of coasting. And then you get the really sick ones. And you look back at the end of your shift and you're like, I don't even hardly remember anything about that stable patient. Because I spent so much time with these mm-hmm. higher acuity patients. And I guess, you know, you're like, well, I guess that's a good thing. But it's sometimes kind of scary because mm-hmm. what if you were missing something mm-hmm. on that supposedly stable patient? Because not we all know not all patients stay stable. <laughs> you know, they don't always do what we want them to do. But um, I think that's just it. I've looked back and been like, oh, my gosh. Like, what did I how many hours has it been since I've been in that room mm-hmm. because I've been so hyper-focused, you know, like at that point I should have not ignored my acute patient, but spoken up and instead of trying to do it at all myself, right. utilize my resource, call my crisis nurse, call my resource nurse, call my charge nurse, do what I need to do to make sure my other patients are being cared for as well. Or so they can maybe step in for a minute and take care of my acutely ill so I can go round on those other people more frequently. Um, and so I feel like, you know, when you're with that patient, you know, like you said, be present. Be where you are when you're where you're there. Yeah. Be where you are when you're there. Yes. Whether it's with your family, leave work at home. When you're at work, leave your family at home. When you're in that, that sick person, focus on them. Don't be thinking about room 12 when you're in room 15 and worrying about all the meds that are coming up due. Yeah. When you're in that room, you're in that room. And right. Turn in the room and then you're done. And That's then move right. on. <laughs> That's right. Um, my other, I'm just going to say, So my second one is um, something that kind of Erin touched on that I had a lot harder time when I was younger because I thought I knew everything. And so I I thought I knew everything about life, but I was super naive. I didn't know anything about life (laughs) except (laughs) that I had it pretty easy. And so I encourage everyone to suspend judgment 100% of the time. And that's not giving away your discretion or your, your um, clinical assessment or nursing judgment. So I really feel strongly about suspending judgment about people. So if they come in and they've just had a line of Coke or whatever, and then they come in to have a baby, yeah, that's terrible. But it doesn't matter to what I'm doing other than like, you know, baby might have withdrawals or any, I mean, the medical part, but it doesn't really matter how I'm caring for that patient. That patient is still, that woman's still having a baby. And I just don't need to worry about that. And I don't. And that took a, a lot of practice to just not, I mean, I, I can be sad for her and her baby and the situation or, I mean, sometimes it's even, it's frustrating, but I just, mm-hmm. I just block it out. I'm like, no, this person is a, a mom and she's having a baby. Right. And I think you're much better at that than I am because I do, especially I think working in pediatrics, um, 
it's really hard because you see directly how it's affecting the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's used with the abuse cases and the Oh, yeah. That's health. the hardest for me. So I, I really struggle with that. Um, I truly do. And it's hard not to see that direct correlation and to, to what if and to second guess. And, um, and, of course, I don't know what got the parents there or the child there. You know, I don't know any of that. I mean, I may speculate or we may think we know because we've read their H&P or, you know, yeah. but it's, it, I struggle with that. It is very difficult. And I, I hear what you're saying. Clinically, medically, you take what you need to know in that, like, okay, I need to be, this, this is going to be a NAS baby. I'm right. going to be looking for withdrawal symptoms. So yes, right. you use that information logically. Um, but the judgment, leaving that at the door can be, it can be very hard to do, um, even though, you know, I talked about being kind. Sometimes it's sometimes it's hard. I mean, certainly it saying be. it's not easy. There's times where I like how you said you that's something you've had to work on and mm-hmm. develop. Um, I think some people are just naturally better at it than others, but I'm not one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody can get there. Everyone can get there. It's like a choice, yeah. but it's really, it isn't easy. Something to cultivate. It is. And then, um, okay, so I lied there. I have another one. Okay, go. So um, not assigning motives to people's actions. Mm, Because rarely are we assigning the correct ones. So I I have done this my entire life. Like, oh, she talked to me like that because um, she, whatever, doesn't like my hair or whatever. Right. Um, And that is just destructive. Because Absolutely. most of the time you're wrong, and then you make this whole story up in your head, mm-hmm. and even if you are right, so what? It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And so you're not Sherlock Holmes. You don't need to like. That would be cool. Figure out that would be like, really handy. What happened? Profession. Or, I mean, so some somebody snapped at you. There's you can address that, mm-hmm. but you don't need to assign motives or. It's just a lot of emotional like expenditure to like try to figure out like what does she really mean by that or why did he really order that like is he trying to you know I don't know I don't have a good example and I think you're right though I I mean I understand what you're saying and I think our listeners do too because it can be whether it's your patients Mm -hmm. or your co-workers or you know even in your personal life of course it's definitely applicable but um you know maybe your patient's being rude I mean you've got a nasty patient but it might not be you at all. You know, probably it could be isn't. In extreme pain, they're probably not even going to remember me. So you know, and not take things personally when your patient snaps at you, or a doctor calls you out on a mistake you made, or <clears throat> disagrees with your assessment, or mm-hmm. you know. So what? It's okay. Maybe you are wrong. Learn from it. Maybe you're not wrong. Maybe they're wrong. You can still learn from it by just being humble and being the bigger person. And like, I think like you said, just not assigning the motive because you don't, you don't know. Right. You know, we're not mind readers and it wastes a lot of emotional calories and emotional calories are kind of like backwards from real calories because usually if you're expending calories, you're like losing weight and getting healthier. But when you're expending (laughs) emotional calories, you're just like losing your soul. Yeah. You just, it just adds burden to you. Yeah. It decreases your resilience and we want to build up that resilience. Right. That's something that is definitely will prevent you from being resilient. How do you define being resilient? Because we've mentioned that a couple times. I define it as your ability to survive basically, no matter what the circumstance. So say I have 
like a patient die unexpectedly, that could be devastating. Right. So but, people it ends their career, not like because they made a mistake, but they self end their career. Yeah. Or you're you're working a whole lot of overtime because it's short staff, and mm-hmm. I mean you like the money, but yeah, you also don't want to leave your friends right um, short staffed, or you, your boss is just not nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which my boss, by the way, is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually been a long time since I've had a boss that wasn't Mary's very nice. So I know. I'm like, anybody that's listening. And she happens to be listening right now. <laughs> I don't I don't imagine that she would be interested in my little podcast. She would be so interested because we're fabulous. That's true. <laughs> but um yeah, like just those little things that, you know, there's another survey you have to do. Oh, you know, or just like all the things all those things can um add up but if you're resilient kind of just take it in stride and you're like okay right we're gonna have to reorg our unit and some people are gonna leave or maybe it's even me but i'm gonna make it through it's yeah. gonna be okay all in all i will find my self-worth is fine i will be okay mm-hmm. life will move on and yeah. I, I agree with the resiliency is whether it's applicable to nursing or just your life in general is that your self-worth and your Self-definition isn't reliant upon anything around you. Right. You know, whether you keep your job, lose your job, move to a different field, lose the patient, keep, you know, keep the patient, save the patient. All of those things, yes, are important and great and they help you feel better. But to know at the end of the day, regardless as to what happens around me, I still know who I am. I'm still good with who I am. I still feel strong enough to keep going and to find ways I think is a part of that is, you know, your coping skills and your release, whether you're, you're doing yoga or you're doing dance therapy or you're yes. going and playing soccer in the backyard with your kids or you yes. know, whatever it is that to find that, to find that balance, to fuel you and to keep you going. <laughs> anyway, so that's our, um, maybe good advice. I think it's great <laughs> advice. <laughs> so, um, do we have any questions? Let me see. We did have one question, but I already answered it on SoundCloud. Well, maybe not everybody's on SoundCloud. We're on like five platforms, so <laughs> you know. The YouTubers are like, what? What is it? You have to tell me. <laughs> they asked we what you. what um, campus I was at at Boise, and I told them. But Mongo's. you just go, <laughs> just go to LinkedIn, and then you'll see. There you go. <laughs> Um, I don't think we have any, I don't think that we need more questions. Do we have any? Well, I have a comment. Well, I will read that since we don't have any questions from real people. I'm going to read a comment for a real person. And go. Okay. But I have to edit it because she did say one bad word. (laughs) (laughs) She made Christmas. (laughs) It wasn't that one. Okay. I think I just peed a little. <laughs> I, and this is a comment on our mini pod from Elena Milner, the one about the chin. You need to, you need to re, uh, listen to it if you haven't yet because it is super funny. Um, so I think I just peed a little. And then she has like um, two cry, happy, laughy faces. I think as a nursing student, your brain is just so tunnel visioned that you lose some brain cells related to logic and reason, which cause you to do stuff like this. 
LOL. Funny start to the day. Happy Nurses Week. Thank you, Amanda Bowman. I, thank you so much for commenting. You're awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. I love it when people think we're funny. Because obviously we think we're funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is like my favorite picture, though. It really is. <laughs> I You have to see this picture if you haven't seen it. It's we're showing like the a, microphone right now. Yeah, it's a reenactment of a story that Elena told in... I, I can just stare at it forever because it just makes me laugh. Oh, my gosh. When you first showed it to me, I was like. <laughs> she didn't even know the story yet. No. I didn't I even was... told her the story yet. And she was like, what the It catches your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, Nurses in the News. We need, like, a jingle for that. Like, da, 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 da. I don't know. Nurses in the News. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's this small little startup um, club, if you will, kind of like the Pink Ladies, that <laughs> in America called the A&A. I don't know if many of you have heard about it. <laughs> they call themselves in this little club the American Nurses Association. And Carrie and I think they're just doing swell. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have quite as big of an audience as we do. But, you know, uh-huh. good job, guys. Keep up the work, and someday you can aspire to be up to 31 <laughs> listeners like us. So. We have surpassed that this week. We've totally surpassed our 31 listeners. Yeah, we have. We're in the hundreds now. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> our little folks down at the A&A, they're working on something. And I love that Carrie brought this up to me because I had no idea it was yeah. even there. So this is like an amazing program that we wanted to share because it's not getting as much publicity as I would hope because people have not heard of it. And Work it's- on your PR. <laughs> <laughs> so it's already May. And so this is um, 2017. They have um, the last couple of years they've done like the year of blank and this year is the year of the healthy nurse and so one out of every hundred u.s citizens um is a nurse so that is an incredible statistic that is a lot of nurses that is yeah there's like over three million nurses in the united states dang registered nurses that's crazy yeah a lot and so and we're also one of the unhealthiest populations (gasps) we have no excuse (laughs) and this I, so when I went to Sigma Theta Tau um, Creating Healthy Work Environments Conference, they talked about this um, initiative and they talked about the statistics, which I don't have those. Uh, I didn't bring all the fun stuff today. Oh, sorry. Carrie. But um, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I would be like, mm-hmm. the obesity rate is so oh, high. Oh, it's crazy. Um, actually, a lot of nurses still smoke. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, yeah, a lot of them do a little too much drinking mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're trying to cope i think yeah honestly, stress reliever and not sleeping enough obviously they're not what? so diabetes cardiovascular disease nurses don't sleep enough back injury yep. like there's it's a ton yeah so psych <laughs> we as a whole are not very healthy and so the sc or the ana is trying to focus on the healthy nurse, and so every month you can go to the ANA um, website, which is nursingworld.org, um, which I'm sure you've been to, but if you haven't, at least weekly, yeah. So please go there, go to the um, we're Facebook friends, <laughs> I am. They like to comment on stuff sometimes. Oh, that's kind of fun. Um, like all my tweets and stuff, they're really cool. Um, so they have assigned every month a new subject. To kind of focus on and so may is what 
Women's Health and National Fitness and Sports Month. Yes. So I like that it's Women's Health Month because it's Mother's Day Month. Yeah, it's nice. And then June will be Men's Health. <gasps> what? Cancer Awareness and Skin Health. But this is, um, the best part of this is not just like we're going to talk about it for a year and then forget about it because obviously we need more work than just a year. Mm -hmm. So there is a Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation Grand Challenge. And so this is what I really want you to go to. So go onto the website. We'll post the link. Um, we will post the link on our website and all, and um, with this podcast Oh, there's 3.6 million registered nurses. Ooh. Some nursing schools must have graduated some since I last looked at right. that statistic. <laughs> I think it was two years ago that I got that other one. Oh, gotcha. So um, anyway, you sign up for this Healthy Nurse um, Connect. You take a health assessment survey, and then you can get a heat map of your health risks. Ooh. And then you make small goals, like the health commitments. Cool. And you participate in health challenges so we can all help each other kind of get healthy and get motivated and then you get to connect with other people and then you repeat every year the survey and kind of hopefully you're having some progression yes and like redo your goals so some of you are probably thinking like dude this sounds like another annual eval i have to fill out right. <laughs> it's in the back of my mind but this is actually a really good thing um i have to kind of give some props to our employer here at St. Mungo's in our Boise campus, we have a program really similar to this that goes along with, and I know a lot of places do, whether not just healthcare affiliated employers, mm -hmm. but um, that with your insurance premiums and you get discounted rates if you have low blood pressure or if you are not a smoker or your A1C is below, you know, da 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 da. Um, and it's really, and it kind of incentivizes people, money talks, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it's like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars a year that you're saving on your healthcare premiums by just being a healthier employee. And, um, I know some employers go as far as, you know, they have, um, a gym available on campus, which we do at one of our locations here for staff to use. Um, and there's programs every month we're in our, you know, our work email, they're always sending out a challenge like the healthy you challenge for this month is that and they it, it crosses over into our food choices in the cafeteria and there's always you know yes we have french fries and hamburgers for those really hard shifts where you just need it <laughs> you've got the like reduced um the healthy meal they have the, that is the like mindful meal mindful meal that's the good. mindful meal the it's at a lower cost it and it's super healthy and i it's loved good. it it was delicious i had one friday yeah they do a really good job with that and so and I've seen them try to increase the healthy snacks that they have available in the cafeteria. And so it makes it, I mean, yes, you could still go grab a Snickers, which, you know, sometimes you just need a Snickers. But sometimes you should probably be grabbing the almonds and craisins instead yeah, more, or the hard More often than not. Yeah. And so um, it's just kind of, it is nice to see that if you want to opt into it. It's not a penalty if you don't. You just play, pay the normal premiums. But um, it's... We've kind of already been doing this for, well, I think, honestly, as long as I've been with St. Mungo's. Um, and it's it's nice. It's a nice little reward. And so because we always kind of feel like we're getting down on ourselves. Like, I'm not, I'm not healthy enough. I'm not working out enough. And so it makes me, like, recognize, oh, look at what I am doing. And it does. It kind of gives you a self-assessment every year. Um, stress, 
medical stuff and then how like it helps you like do you want information about this or are you good you know are you happy where you're at or do you want to change and it helps you kind of create a plan so I had no idea that ANA was doing this um, and I think that's really neat that they're you know I'm sure it's gonna take some time to like you know kind of grassroots at this point so <laughs> it's gotta gain some traction but good for them because we are we are an extremely unhealthy profession um, which is totally ironic and we're the most trusted profession 15 years in a row, but it is super hard. Like my weight has gone up and down since I had my first baby a ton, like mm -hmm. probably a ton. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I know when I have been more healthy versus when I haven't been healthy, um, I feel better about educating people about their right. diabetes when I'm not like, you know, looking like I need to go check my insulin, you know, <laughs> not that people, sometimes I'm, you know, people have diabetes that are totally healthy, but I'm saying for me, it was hard to say, well, I'm like really overweight, but let me tell you how to eat. Right. <laughs> Cause right. you know, I'm doing such a great job of that on my own. Right. You got to walk the walk. Yeah. So it's very true. I think it's a super great initiative and I hope that it does take off too. Yeah, so we've been putting the link up there because in case maybe your employer doesn't do something like this, or maybe they do, but um, it's something that's pretty great. So check it out. Tell us what you think. Maybe give suggestions, but I think it's fantastic that we're focusing on trying to take care of ourselves. Um, in turn, of course, we'll be better nurses, but you know, we just we're such givers that we totally leave ourselves behind. We so. do, and think about the effect not just for yourself. If you if you need more 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 motivation than just what the, it's going to benefit for you, think about all the people that you your that your influence touches beyond the patients. Right. Like your aunt is going to see that you're eating better. Maybe she's going to eat better, and mm -hmm. your children and your spouse or your friends. Like it just it'll ripple out. And so one nurse out of every hundred people, maybe she'll influence twenty people in her right you never life. Know. And that, I mean that's a huge percentage. Mm -hmm. So, no pressure. I know. But do it. Yeah. <laughs> Total All pressure. All the cool kids are. Peer pressure. We're totally doing it. We're doing it. Why aren't you? <laughs> I'm clicking right now. Click, 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 click. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So, I think that's it for this week. Happy Nurses Week. Happy Nurses Week, everybody. Thank you for all your hard work and your dedication. Thank you for your passion, your countless hours at the bedside or in your office and trying to help people who, you know, are trying to gain their skill set as administrators. And thank you for everything that you give up and this great profession that we have and that we love. You know, all your sacrifices, um, they're seen. They're appreciated. We, I love seeing the stories in the news where people are like, I had the best nurse or I had the greatest experience. It just makes me feel good because we often, I don't think we see a lot of that. Um but it's out there. A lot of times we see the negative and we feel really run down. But thank you for all your hard work because you're amazing. And what we do is noble and hard, but it is so rewarding. Yeah, we're, we are lucky to do that. We are lucky to be nurses. It was a lot of work and it is a lot of work. But ultimately, it is, I feel lucky. And our patients are lucky because we're awesome. I'm trying to have an emotional like connection right here. Oh, sorry. I got a little teary there for a second, but then I 
we'll move on to rock star status. <laughs> yes, everyone that knows us is lucky. Okay? Yes, this is true. But no, I really feel fortunate that I'm a nurse. Okay, well, happy Nurses Week. We'll see you, or we'll see you. We may see you, <laughs> but we'll definitely be talking with you. Um, in the meantime, please give us your questions so we can um, bring back real questions from real people. We cannot do that. We're going to start doing fake questions again. If we have to. Yeah. Don't force our hand. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you reach out to us, SoundCloud, YouTube, rate us on iTunes, send us an email at statsisters at gmail.com. Go to our website, statsisters.com. Facebook, like our Facebook page. We've got oodles of things on there for you to comment on, especially this week. Carrie is blasting stuff out every single day, and it's had a phenomenal result. It's really exciting to see. Um people but yeah we would love comments smiley faces are great little hearts are great laughing faces are great yes. but we uh, we would love to comment we love connecting with our listeners and um hearing what you what you like and um what drives you and what you know what makes you happy <clears throat> but yeah and if you're a twitter or instagram person we're on there too yeah we're there we're everywhere not quite everywhere well we're darn close we're not on reddit that takes a lot more Time. Well, you have to draw the line somewhere. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways, happy Nurses Week. You guys are phenomenal. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to hear from you. All right. Bye. Bye.